Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this edition of Married to His Will. I introduced this podcast in the first segment, and I hope you'll go back back and watch that. My name is Suzette Blunt, and almost Williams in my original name. I I talked about my divorce in my last podcast, or the fact that I'm going through one. And I also talked about my sister who died or in 2015. And so this podcast is kind of an extension of the first one where I want to elaborate a little bit on my sister and her passing and her impact on my life. And I've entitled this segment grief or the grief process. For many people, grief looks different. You know, we may experience it in different ways. And a lot of us have just come through a pandemic and have seen people lose loved ones or we have lost people ourselves. And so I'm, you know, as I mentioned that in 2015, my eldest sister, Cherie Williams, passed away very unexpectedly and surprisingly to all of us. So much so that I was even in denial all throughout the planning and the funeral. It did not hit me until I left the funeral and was in the hotel room with my family, and I began to reflect on the events in my mind, the things that had just taken place. And as I began to walk through it in the events in my mind, the tears began to flow. And I just remember screaming and bawling, probably one of the healthiest cries I've had. And I got it out. Um, and I remember my family was around me, me my, my husband at the time and my children, and they surrounded me and hugged me and comforted me, but it did hit me hard. Um, so needless to say, I did leave the stage of denial. And then I was like, oh, this is real. Like Cherie did not get back up in this life, but she's now living with the Lord. Uh, how is that possible? You know, none of us saw this coming. However, in hindsight, God was preparing us. I mentioned how she was very prepared, even financially, and how it helped us even after her passing. But that, you know, she's she means more to us than a little money, <laughs> right? We'd rather have her here than that. Um, but I remember even a few months prior to Cherie's passing, you know, she would call me every week. And this was not typical because we would go weeks without speaking and be okay. Um, But I started to look forward to our Monday talks. So it had become, you know, the norm for me to speak to her on on every week. And the week of July 15th was no different. I, it was our birthday. And, um, you know, I think that was our birthday. I think I have the timeline correct. But in 2015, and I was at Liberty University, as I mentioned, that week finishing up a course in person as I was an online master's student at the time for my professional counseling degree. And Sherry and I conversed about finances, you know, being a woman, we talked about love and just being free. And it was just great conversation. And she shared messages with me that she was watching as she was, I think she was live streaming or I don't know if it was live at the time, but she was watching a woman Barrett Luce conference. And she would share, um, she shared a, a, a song with me and she 
by I think by the Neville sisters, one of them was singing at the conference that year. And um, you know, she was talking about a message by T.D. Jakes, and it was just emphasizing that message of freedom in her spirit. And she even, as I mentioned, wrote a post about it. And it was just a beautiful time with her. Had I known it was my last time with her, you know, I might have paid a bit more attention a bit more, you know. Um, I might have lingered on the phone a little, little longer, you know. I might have not taken our times together for granted. Um, it did it did occur to me that God was doing something, you know, something remarkable in her life. I just didn't know what it was. And so I'm dedicating this podcast to my eldest sister, Cherie, and the many lives she has impacted over the years. I mean, she sang her heart out at conferences and delivered the word of God many times. You know, I was truly inspired by her life. And I just want to continue her legacy. Her story is alive in me. She is alive in me, and we are connected in many ways. She lived until the age of 41. I am 41, and I don't find it coincidental that I'm inspired to carry on her legacy. I'm turning 42 in about a week and a half, okay, and April 23rd, that's my birthday. So, um, <clears throat> I, you know, I'm not only empowered by God to share what's in my heart, but I was inspired by my sister's life. She would sing so melodiously, you know, melodiously and in range. I mean, and her range was out of this world. And she put her heart on her, you know, and her soul into every moment she had to minister. I mean, she gave it her all. I would like to say I give I give this my all as well. I want to give this my all, you know, as as well as pour into every moment the way she did when I'm given the opportunity to help to uplift another soul. I want to I, I am inspired to just give everything as she did. You know. <clears throat> so I have experienced personal grief. You know, I have, and God would have it that I have counseled many individuals walking through grief as well. I think by now many of you have learned of the stages of grief. It's very popular, you know. Um I think some of them there's some study that studies that have seven stages and some have five stages. I'm used to the five stages and um according to you know certain psychological studies. Um so I help my clients go you know recognize the stages that they might be experiencing based on you know, whatever symptoms or behaviors they're um, exhibiting at the time. People want to make sense of, you know, why they behave the way they do. So by going to therapy, they, re they realize that most of what they are experiencing is not, you know, is not, is not abnormal, but it's, norm it's a normal process of grief. And by recognizing that they are able to experience some sense of relief, um, <clears throat> what's not normal is if, you stay in that shell forever and you never talk about it. You know, we want to look out for people who are experiencing, you know, trauma through grief. Um, and, you know, um, and there is a trauma that can occur depending on how the death occurred or what happened that brought the grief on. 
So if you are experiencing grief right now, just know that crying is normal. Even not crying is normal at some point. Okay, so feeling some guilt and desire to change the way things happened is normal. I went through these stages myself. Um, I faced denial. At first, it felt like my faith was strong. Believing God, you know, I wanted to do, do a miracle. I believe God was going to raise her up again. <laughs> and then, then it turned to anger, right? You know, I was wondering if I was going to die too. And why did this happen to Cherie that the way it did? Um, no one expected that. And then you go through the stage of bargaining, you know, thinking, well, maybe if we pushed her to take her meds or take these meds for blood pressure issues, you know, or um, maybe if I paid more attention to this or that, or she went to another hospital, you know, you try to find another, a way to change the outcome. And, and then it, it goes from that stage to maybe depression and you think, okay, well, maybe I can't even live through this. You know, if she didn't make her goals or certain dreams in life, what makes me think I'm going to be able to get to this dream or this goal? So you have these depressing thoughts that come to weigh you down. And then hopefully, you know, we get to a place of acceptance where we we learn to accept not just the fact that this person passed, but even how they passed. We learn to make sense of it. We learn to find purpose in it. Um, we, you know, and then, you know, after we've gotten to that stage, we can start talking about it even more freely. And sometimes you may go back and forth, you know, before accepting it. Some people may go back into a denial or go back into depression and anger. Um, so it ebbs and flows. And so there's a process of grief and, you know, people experiencing this are experiencing those stages differently. It's not necessarily in a chronological order, so to speak. So you may or may not experience all the stages. However, your experience is unique to you and it helps to talk about it with a professional. But even if you choose not to, if you choose not to find someone um, that's a professional, you know, find another person who can help you talk. Just talk through these feelings, those difficult feelings that you have, you know, things that you have in your mind, just to ensure that you're managing your grief well. Bottling, you know, just bottling things up inside is never the answer, but seek the help. All right. So there are grief share groups available, you know, counselors, pastors, and different helping professionals who want to help you through this. There is a book that I recommended to one of my clients, and she seemed to fare well with the book, and it's called Grief Day by Day. I actually need to get the book myself, but it's called Grief Day by Day by Jan Warner. Um, so I gifted her that book, and as she was having a, a rough time daily, she would use that book, and it seemed like it's to help her on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's, you know, day by day, step by step, but eventually you walk through that process. Um, so you might wonder why it's taking you so long to get over that loved one, you know, but I think the harder and the deeper you love, I believe the stronger the grief is. And as it relates to the, the dichotomies, you know, of life, we know happiness because we experience sadness, right? And we experience grief because we've experienced love or we've experienced life. Um, so don't be ashamed of the length of time you are grieving. If 
you know, if you feel like you've been in it for a long time and you can't get over it, again, to somebody about it. Don't go through it alone. If I can leave a scripture with you, it would be Revelation 21 verse 4. The ESV version says, he will wipe away every tear from, from their eyes and death sh shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And then the contemporary Jewish Bible says it like this. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be any death, and there will no longer be any mourning, crying, or pain, because the old order has passed away. The grief only happens in this life, okay? But the fact that it happens in this life, we need to find a way through it. And so God has given you helpers for that very reason. The promise is difficult to fathom, you know, when we think about that scripture. It's difficult to fathom living it while we're living in this realm. But until death is defeated, we have to learn to overcome grief by walking through the process and becoming transparent in that process. You are not alone and you've never been alone. And there are countless others who are going through this as well. So do not tackle your grief alone. So until next time, you know, keep loving your heart. You may not know what's going to happen next, but stay married to his will. I hope you found this podcast to be uplifting today. It wasn't the most happiest topic, but I just wanted to come and talk about grief because it's an everyday experience. It's what we're dealing with in life and it's relevant to our times. A lot of us are going through transitions and changes. Just know that there is a way to grieve where you can get support. If you ever want to contact me, my email is suzettedblunt at gmail.com. Okay, well, that's it for this segment today. Remember that though you don't know the outcome or you don't know what's next, stay married to his will. God bless you.